so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Lockdown Celtics podcast, welcoming you back to another episode and thanking you for making the show part of your daily routine. I'm here after the Philadelphia 76ers just imploded against the Atlanta Hawks. Sixers are out, and in this great schadenfreude moment, like just watching, if you thought things that were happening to the Celtics are bad, Oh my God, what is happening in Philly right now is just hilarious. Everybody is just, Ben Simmons is just being demolished, absolutely crushed. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm just watching quote after quote come in right now. And like Doc is killing him. Joel Embiid is killing him. Like everybody's just like, F Ben Simmons, like he is done. There is not a possibility that he can get back into Philadelphia. Like they are going to drag him outside of the city limits and drop him outside. Like he is done in Philly. It's wild. I cannot believe the past few days in the NBA have been so nuts that I am just, I'm losing my mind. Going back to, you really got to go back to the middle of last week where Kevin Durant had like 40 points in the last quarter and a half. And now, but Brooklyn's out too. Like Brooklyn lost. They lost. Kevin Durant played two full games. I, I, I'm, I'm not even doing intros. I'm not even like talking about what I'm going to talk about. I'm just completely losing my mind right now over what the NBA has been over the past, I don't know, four or five days. The NBA is completely drunk, and I am beside myself. It's both fascinating and, well, I don't know what the other part of that would be, but it's fascinating and wild and all the other stuff. In the meantime, we still have a Kemba Walker trade to continue to digest, and I'm going to talk about that. And Moses Brown, who we've, I think, overreacted to a little bit. I might be a little guilty of that. Uh, a little reflection on Kemba Walker's time in Boston. And then later on, uh, I'll address some of the, the talk about dysfunction around the Boston Celtics. Again, I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which I hope you'll buy. Uh, those of you who bought it for your dads for Father's Day, I hope that Father's Day was a hit. Please let me know. I hope I hope Dad enjoys the book. Like I really do. Like that. I I hope that that's a thing that Celtics fans can really, really enjoy. Uh, I've got a new shipment of books coming in. I know a couple of people ordered it. I I'll, I'll have those out ASAP. 
Uh, and so you can go to johncorrales.com if you want an autographed copy of the book. You can get one. Uh, if you just want the book in general, you want to pay just 18 bucks for the book, just go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, whatever. Uh, all right, let me just get started with this. Ep- this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. It used to be Locker Room. Now it was bought by Spotify, so it's called Spotify Greenroom. Download the app. Join me this week. Fridays is generally the day to get in on the action. Spotify Greenroom is changing the way we talk about sports. So over the weekend... Friday, Kemba Walker was sent to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Celtics got back. Uh, Al Horford, Moses Brown, the Celtics sent out. Kemba, this year's first-round pick, they swapped future seconds. If you missed the bonus podcast, uh, by the way, thank you for everybody who's subscribing on YouTube. Uh, The bonus podcast is by far the most successful YouTube video that that I've put out for Lockdown Celtics. So that was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for that. Um, but if you missed it, go check it out because it's basically an hour long. It's my reaction. It's a conversation with fans and all of that stuff. But in the whole thing was, look, Moses Brown comes in, and I said last week my reaction is the, the 2016 first-round pick is basically drafting Moses Brown. You, you've seen Moses play for a year at Oklahoma City, and now you have a sense of who he is, and you bring him in with that 2016 first-round pick. That's a, that's how I'm looking at it. Now, a lot of people remember that he had a 2020 game against the Celtics, and which was awesome. Most of that was in the first half, but in in some of the interactions with some of the Thunder people and Ryland Stiles, who's the host of Locked On Thunder, made a, a, an interesting comment over the weekend was like, I, I feel bad for Moses Brown because Boston people are way overreacting to what he to what he is and what their expectations are. And so I think it's a great point. We saw him at his best. Like it was his best or second best game of the season against Boston. He is seven feet tall, uh seven two, uh super athletic, uh a, a really interesting, tantalizing prospect. Obviously, rebounds really well. But here's the important thing to realize. They were playing Al Horford, and they were winning too much. And so they started playing Moses Brown, and they started losing. So part of that is he was a two-way player. Let's look at Moses Brown progression. This was, he was undrafted. He was on a two-way contract with OKC. He That was his third team, and it was Portland, and I forget what the other team was, but it was his third team, and the Thunder gave him that opportunity. And this very important to understand that everybody who's at this level with a certain level of opportunity with no fear of, hey, I'm going to get pulled when I make mistakes, will be able to put up some numbers. Most people that are at this level, NBA or even fringe NBA players, when they get 30-plus minutes, they can look okay and have some big games when they put up big numbers. Um, And so Moses Brown put up some numbers with OKC. But it's also important to know that when OKC decided that they wanted to lose, they played Moses Brown a lot. 
And what does that mean? It means that he was young and he was trying to play through mistakes. But what that also means is that Boston is not trying to let Moses Brown have 30 minutes out there to play through mistakes and make his mistakes that are costly enough to lose a game. Boston's goal is to win. And so we need to like, I think over the weekend, people went a little crazy and I get it. I get it. We all went a little nuts, but let's reset our expectations with Moses Brown. Like this is when I say they drafted him with this upcoming pick, we should treat it like a draft pick that is going to take some time to develop. He's not going to come out next year. And okay, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say he's not. We shouldn't expect him to come out and have 25 minutes or 30 minutes of real productive basketball. It's a different situation. And how many times, if you're a regular listener or regular watcher, how many times have I said, situation matters. That situation in OKC matters because he had the opportunity to go out there and play through whatever. The new coach that's coming in here, whoever that is, is going to want to win. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're going to want to win. All of that. So you've also got Robert Williams, who we've seen be very, very important to, to, to winning. He is going to play a lot. Al Horford is here to play basketball, and he, he's still good at basketball. So I say all of this to just reset our expectations. He may play in Summer League, and he may be actually good in Summer League. Maybe he'll be good next year. Maybe he won't. I'm not saying that he won't be good next year. I'm just saying prepare yourselves for him to be a little bit more of a project than you thought because he had some big games. He had some monster games. Absolutely, statistically, monster games with a different situation in Boston where the time's going to be different, the teammate, the, the teams are going to be different, the expectations are going to be different. Let's just prepare ourselves for the possibility that it's going to take more time. That's all. That's all. Uh, I do want to answer one quick question before I take a break. And this comes from Kyle, who asked about the timing of this trade. He was afraid that the Stepien rule would be in, in play here. The Stepien rule is in place to prevent teams from trading all of their first-round picks away. It's from the former Cleveland Cavaliers owner, Ted Stepien, uh, who traded away a bunch of first-round picks. So to answer this question real quick, let me read you the actual rule. The wording of the rule is, no member, which is no team, may sell its rights to select a player in the first round of any NBA draft for cash or its equivalent or trade or exchange its right to select a player in the first round of any NBA draft if the result of such trade or exchange may be to leave the member without first round picks in any two consecutive future NBA drafts. The rule, the Stepien rule is to prevent you from trading away two first round picks in future drafts, consecutive first round uh, future drafts. Because this deal was done now, it allows the Celtics to trade their next year's pick. So it's a way around the Stepien rule. And that allows the Celtics to trade 
the 2022 pick. They can't trade the 2023 pick now because of the wording, consecutive future NBA drafts. So they can trade the 2022 as long as they keep 2023. So what the Celtics can do by doing this deal the way they did it, they preserve their right to trade the 2022 pick. 2023 would be a pick swap. 2024 would be a trade. 2025 would be a pick swap. All of that, this means that the Celtics have bigger things in mind. They preserved the right to trade that 2022 pick. They could have done this deal over the summer. They did it while it was still this current season. They were doing it under this season's calendar, which means they can trade that 2022 pick. That is a very important distinction to make because it means the Celtics are willing to trade that 2022 pick. You don't preserve the right to do that without the willingness to do that, which means they've got the eye on a bigger prize moving forward. And it may be that all of this stuff about Moses Brown, maybe that he's a guy that you throw as a tantalizing potential future piece into a, an, another deal. So let's keep that in mind. They did this deal. The timing of this deal was because they, in part, because they wanted to preserve the right to trade that 2022 pick. Brad Stevens will speak to the media on Monday. So you'll be listening to the show while Brad Stevens is speaking. I will ask Brad this question to confirm that this is why. Um, and then in the Tuesday podcast, you'll hear a lot of what Brad has to say. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say. He'll have plenty to say about the stuff moving forward, but I want to spend some time in the next segment talking about the Kemba Walker time in Boston. That is coming up next. Before I get to that, Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Now, I have interviewed people for jobs before. I have filled jobs in my prior life before covering the Celtics full-time. It sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. I'm glad that Indeed is around to make it easy. You can get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, so you only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews. In your Indeed dashboard, Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. 27% is a lot of time to save when you're hiring. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. This offer is valid through June 30th, so you are running out of time. Terms and conditions apply. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. 
Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason, except for Philly fans who are probably trying to drown their soul. But also, shout out to the Phoenix Suns who went out and won game one against the LA Clippers. Raise a Michelob Ultra to the Suns and Devin Booker for going out and, and taking that game one. Now, obviously, they're the second seed. They're at home. They should have won that, but they didn't have Chris Paul. The report right now is that there is hope that Chris Paul can make it back soon because he's asymptomatic. He did test positive. Now, hopefully, he can test negative soon and can he can get back on the court. Still no Kawhi Leonard for the L.A. Clippers. So what if, what if we got Suns-Hawks in the NBA Finals? Suns-Hawks is a possibility in the NBA Finals. I'll drink, I'll drink to that. I'll drink a Michelob Ultra to that. Hey, Kemba Walker is gone, man. He's gone. He's, he's off to OKC, and, and he may never play a second of basketball for OKC. I wanted to take a minute here because... I feel like there's there's some animosity against Kemba Walker, and I don't get it. I don't understand why people will be mad at Kemba, because what did he do? What did he do? Honestly, like, if you're a Celtics fan and you're mad at Kemba, just I hope you take a second, sit back, reevaluate, take a moment and say, what did Kemba do really? He signed a huge contract. Okay. Would you not sign a huge contract to play basketball? He signed a contract and he was an all-star. The first year of that contract, he was an all-star. And this what have you done for me lately type of world, we forget that Kemba came in and was an all-star in his first year, that first half season with Boston. Then... He went and they had that that um, that crazy all-star game where Kemba played too many minutes down the stretch and it ended up costing them. Now, we all will pinpoint that moment that because they were uh, because he played so many minutes in that all-star game in that fourth quarter, that was the reason. Considering the knee, maybe it was going to happen at some point. But, okay, so he played too much. So he played too much basketball. I, the knee was became a problem. And what, what did he do? He tried to fight through the knee pain like we want a basketball player to do. Fans on the outside, what do we want? A guy to try to play through the pain. And when a guy plays through the pain... We should be regarding him as a warrior. But for some reason, we say, oh, he, play, he tried to play through the pain, but he was bad. Well, you don't get to, I'm sorry, you don't get to do that. We don't get to do that. If you want a guy to play through the pain, and if he's not good enough, then he still tried to play through the pain. And the NBA, honestly, the NBA screwed Kemba. Like, when we sit back and, and we, we'll forget over the course of time, we'll forget that certain guys got screwed by this whole thing.
But this short turnaround screwed Kemba Walker as much as it screwed any player in the league because he was trying to come back. He had a plan, and the Celtics had a plan, and that plan was to get him back in January. And all of a sudden, because they, the, the NBA changed its mind at the last second, all of a sudden he missed a bunch of time where what should have happened was Kemba was supposed to be ready for the start of the season. He finished the season playing well. The last, I, I said it in the last podcast, the last six games that he played, four of them were 30-point games that he scored. Yeah, a few of them were losses. Okay, fine. But Kemba played well, and that should have been the all-star break instead of the end of the season. Like, Kemba got screwed by the league's decision to turn around and and start in December versus start in January. They started in mid-December, and all of a sudden, things changed dramatically for, for Kemba. And I don't know if he would have stayed in Boston, if things in Boston would have been different, if the Celtics' playoff run would have been different. I have no idea. We have no clue how things would have gone for, for Boston if the NBA plan had stayed what it was. We don't know, but this is an unforgiving machine. It does not care about individual players. Money is at the forefront. Money drives everything. And it didn't matter if one or two guys or however many guys got screwed in this whole deal. Kemba's going to make his money. It's not a big deal. Kemba's going to make $72 million or however much it is, $73. He's going to be fine. But what it does is it it changes the entire course of the Boston Celtics because they ended up having to trade him. They may have had to trade him trade him anyway, but the the fact that this turnaround exacerbated that, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Celtics are still in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe it's the Celtics who just beat the Sixers instead of the Hawks. But we have no idea. We have no clue if that's if that's how it would have gone. The entire course of this team's progression is changed. So we don't know, and Kemba doesn't know. All we know is that Kemba's gone, but Kemba tried. And and if people are like, well, well Kemba, Kemba smiles too much. Like, come on, just please, please, let's get over ourselves, okay? Just because you're pissed off and you're angry and you're upset at everything and you... Though every Celtics loss makes you walk into work the next day with a big gray cloud over you. You know, maybe Kemba just has a different personality. I have a different personality than you, and you have a different personality than the next listener or or viewer, and that's all. It's fine to be different. And Kemba on the court can smile about certain things because you know what? Kemba's enjoying playing basketball, it's a game. And so a lot of the negativity around Kemba Walker has just been unfounded. That dude played hard. He had key moments in the bubble. He had key moments this year. He showed his value this year. He's still a good player. And even if you think he was overpaid, like, don't be that person that's, that's negative towards Kemba because he signed a big contract 
and his knee started to act up. That's not his fault. Don't don't be mad at him. Don't don't be negative and throwing like saying like a bunch of really harmful, hurtful things because a guy tried to play basketball and his knee because he made a certain amount of money. He didn't do anything. If you're mad at Kyrie Irving, be mad at Kyrie Irving. If you're mad at other people, be mad at other people. But damn it, Kemble Walker came in, was a professional from day one. He had a great attitude. He's a great teammate. And any negativity towards Kemba, I think it's crap. It's total crap, and I, I'm not here for it. I'm not. All right, up next, speaking of Kemba and all of these negative thoughts, there's some talk about dysfunction from in the Celtics locker room. I'll address that. Coming up next, hey, Built Bar, if you missed out, this is why I keep telling you to, to, to go to BuiltBar.com because over the, the weekend, Carol Brownie came out, and you might still be able to get in on the caramel brownie, which is 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs. It it won the uh, the March Madness bracket thing that they did. People love caramel brownie. It's a great flavor. And at a, only 130 calories to get 17 grams of protein in a protein bar, it tastes like a candy bar. This is why you got to keep going to Built Bar. Dot com, even when you know you say, "Oh, well, I'll do it when John says to do it." No, check it out every once in a while. Just say, hey, "You know, let me go check it out," because there might be a flavor there that they drop. And over the weekend, especially, you might miss it. So, if you missed it, you missed it. It's a great flavor, and they have ten, uh, nine other flavors that are all equally good and different flavor profiles. So, if you like sweet. Do you like coconut? Do you like peanut butter? All of it. Uh, they're all in that similar caloric range. If you've got a nut allergy, there are options for you. If you're on a keto diet, you can have these. It's great. So go to BuiltBar.com. Check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That will get you 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Try one flavor. Try a mixed box. Figure out which flavor you want. It's great. I love them. I buy them with my own money. I don't just get them for free. So check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. If you haven't checked out the Locked On Today podcast, do that because they're talking about Giannis sending the Brooklyn Nets home. Brooklyn Nets are done. Bye. So check out the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, speaking of which, this is a, probably a break for the Boston Celtics because with Brooklyn done, Ime Odoka, who's, who's risen to my choice now, considering all of the, the, the potential candidates, I think Udoka is the best of the remaining of them. And now he's free to talk to whomever he wants. So, And also Mike Budenholzer, is not getting fired because the Milwaukee Bucks are in the conference finals. So that's a, that's a good development because coaching Giannis, as I've said in previous podcasts, might be something that drives people towards uh, that job versus the Celtics job. So it makes the Celtics job just like a tiny bit more desirable. 
uh, without without the coaching Giannis opportunity there, it takes away some competition. So good weekend for the Boston Celtics there. Uh, good weekend if you hate the Sixers. Just good weekend all around for considering the situation. So, but one thing that came out over the weekend was uh, a story about potential dysfunction in the Celtics locker room. And I, I don't know that that's, I, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. Um, there, there are some people who um, have, it, it depends on who you talk to. I'll say this. It depends on who you talk to. And uh, there, are certain, there are certain ways to put it when it comes to dysfunction. Is there, did the Celtics have problems in their locker room this year? Yeah, because they were a disappointing team, and I'm sure that there were some issues with the Celtics. Um, but how deep did they go? How tough were they? What, what, was the, what was the situation there? I look at the production. I look at their reactions. I look at certain things, certain indicators. And this is going to be something that is used against Brad Stevens about whether he had the locker room, lost the locker room, all of that stuff. Um, now I have heard, I have heard some, um, rumblings that there are concerns. There were concerns cause he's no longer the coach that Brad might not have been as tough on certain players as maybe he should have. Um, and part of this story is that he was tougher on Kemba than he was on other players. Uh, but the key, the key thing here is that I, I just, I struggle to figure out exactly where this, what this does, what this tells us about the Celtics. Because on the one hand, it says that Brad Stevens and Kemba Walker butted heads. This is the post-Kemba trade story, right? And it's, oh yeah, Brad and Kemba, they butted heads. But also, they had a productive working relationship and had mutual respect for one another. So, did they butt heads? Okay, yep, maybe. Because it's the NBA. And if Brad Stevens was getting mad at Kemba because of his defense, well, Kemba's a bad defender. So if Kemba's like pissed off that Brad called him out about his defense, be like, well, I'm sorry, Kemba. Like, I just spent a whole a whole segment defending you, but also you're not a really good defender. So if Kemba's really mad, if the story is that Kemba's upset that Brad Stevens rightfully called him out on defensive mistakes, but they also had a productive working relationship and had mutual respect for one another, then what the hell? This is nothing. Then what's the story? What's the story? Is the story that Blake Griffin called somebody up and they were like, nah, are we upset that Blake Griffin didn't come to Boston? Raise your hand if you're upset that Blake Griffin didn't come to Boston. Is he going to make a difference? I don't know, man. Like, this is where people with axes to grind, grind those axes. And I'm sure that one version of this, is, like this story, there's some accuracy to it because from one person's perspective, that's how it went. But from another person's perspective, it's probably like, well, what, what did you expect? It's the, the way this season went. Did anybody expect every moment of every day in that locker room to be a hundred percent great? No, look, I have been in locker rooms 
And when things aren't going great, there's sniping. And when things aren't going great, players and coaches don't agree on how things are going. But here's what I know. The Celtics, as much as we had games where it looked bad, the Celtics still, they, they didn't quit. They didn't quit. And in that, in that Brooklyn series, yeah, they, got, they, they only won one game. But they played their asses off in every one of those games. And the, the reason why they lost was because of a vast talent gap and that Jason Tatum was the only player that could compete with the high level of, those, uh, of the Brooklyn Nets. And this was pre-Kyrie injury. That's why they lost. Um, and they took a game in that series. And frankly, they probably shouldn't have. But they played hard. All of the things that you look at about did a team quit on the coach? Did these guys have disrespect? Did, they, did these guys, like, go look at the Sixers postgame quotes. Go look at the Sixers postgame quote. Because what Doc Rivers and what Joel Embiid are doing to Ben Simmons, that's a broken locker room. You want to talk about a broken locker room? What Doc and what Joel Embiid are doing to Ben Simmons, they have thrown him not just under the bus, they're driving the bus, they, or they're each driving separate buses. That is dysfunction. When you want to know dysfunction, what's happening right now in Philly is dysfunction. What happened in Boston? That's just normal team shit. That's what that is. And it takes somebody who's been on a team to know that that's normal team shit, okay? I have been in a practice with a guy, my hands on a teammate's neck, and a punch ready to throw because that's how competitive we get. And in the end, it's cool because stuff happens in practice that you don't know about and stuff happens behind the scenes that you don't know about because a lot of testosterone is being thrown out there and there's a lot of trying to win. Team, that some, some of this is just normal team stuff. Some of it is dysfunction. I don't think what happened with the Boston Celtics was what's happening in Philly is dysfunction. So go check that out. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Now, a lot of people are, are checking out the YouTube thing. So rate, review, comment below, all of that stuff. If you're a listener on the podcast, rate five stars if you can. Some people can't, depending on where you're listening, but you can always share the podcast. If you're talking Celtics with your friends, say, hey, you should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.